these are very unusual times and everyone is trying to figure out how do I get back to my routine, my exercise routine, my training schedule? How do I keep progressing with my health and my fitness? And everyone is learning what types of things may work best for them. I mean, what do you do when you can't go to the gym or exercise class or practice? It's not an ideal situation by any means, but I truly agree that you can still accomplish a lot. You can still maintain and achieve more even during these times that are very unusual and not ideal by any means. Stay tuned for this episode because I will share key ideas as to how to continue your training and how to keep pushing and progressing forward during these times that everyone's staying at home. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Aloha everyone and welcome back. I hope everyone is doing well at home. I know there's a lot of places that there's a lot more regulations and stay at home orders just to keep everyone healthy and try to minimize the further spread of COVID-19. And everyone is trying to do what they can to not only what's in best interest for public health, but also doing what they can to take care of their own health and fitness and maintain your exercise routine during these times. And everyone is learning. I can honestly say that there's a lot of people that I know are doing more online stuff, virtual stuff. I have been trying to put together more things uh, catering to trying to teach people virtually or trying to help people virtually because obviously we can't meet in facilities or gyms or just gather for groups of people to even train so we have to find other means to accomplish the same things or as best as we can of course i i agree that nothing is better than in person especially when it comes to strength and conditioning rehab or just performance training in person is always best because you get real-time feedback you really can see what's going on you're not looking through a screen or through video but at the same time what i have learned in the past couple of weeks is that you can accomplish a lot through video video online training all of these kinds of things it comes pretty close and there's a lot of ways that we still can offer services that helps other people to keep progressing forward i've been getting creative and i've been seeing a lot of different things honestly i've been really busy the past couple weeks even the past three days alone i spent pretty much three to four hours of exercise instructional videos that i will be utilizing to help some of my athletes my clients and that alone was very intense and demanding i'm working out pretty much straight for a few hours and trying to record all of these different types of things i honestly haven't been on social media too much during these times i have been extremely busy trying to scramble and get material and content and good quality instruction together to help all of the people that i usually come in contact with so i've been here and there I've been seeing some things or people have been sending me some things on social media and there's a lot of pros and cons I think to how easy it is to get virtual contact and reach more people. I think one of the big pros is that obviously 
it's allowing us to still keep some kind of contact and social interaction and deliver high quality exercise instruction and care. And that's something that I will be working on in the next every week. I'm going to be trying to build and build off of that because obviously there's a lot of people that will want and also will benefit from getting more instruction just like how they do face-to-face. The other pro with social media is that I think there's so much variety out there. So now everyone's trying to do things virtually. Obviously, this has kind of changed the dynamic of how people are exercising and training that there's so much variety out there. So you can see every single specialty, every single type of exercise, you're seeing all of the virtual content and it's coming through. So obviously there's a lot of variety for people to try. At the same time, I would kind of argue that that's a con in a, in a way, because during this time, you don't want to be trying anything too drastic or too extreme or something that may not work directly for you because you don't have that immediate feedback of one-to-one with the instructor or the professional so if you're doing something that's detrimental to your progress or your health you wouldn't know until maybe it's later down the road or a little too late that you're starting to have some aches and pains or some joint pain or whatever it is so my my big thing is that there there's a lot of cons because Not everyone should try every single thing that they see out there. And also, like with anything else, there's a huge spectrum of the quality of content. There are some things that I have seen that, hey, this is what that professional does day in and day out. And all they did was make a video series on it. And you can tell that they are very good at delivering the message, communicating it, and making sure that you understand what you're trying to accomplish. But I've also seen other content where it's like, This is not what they do day in and day out. And maybe something like making some video content or portraying it virtually is not their specialty. And you can see that it shows through the video content. And some of that, it might not be the clearest direction or it might not be the best to be understood by everyone. And I think that's where it gets hard. It's the intent is good, but that's where you have to sift through all of this content and see what is going to be the best thing for me at this point in time so that I can, you know, keep healthy and benefit and push forward and not do things to take steps backwards, especially with exercise and strength and conditioning. So with social media, I, I just think that the variety is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. And we all really have to take a step back. You don't want to be doing tons of challenges right now. You don't want to be doing all of these different types of exercise routines just because you have more time on your hands. You still want to be very systematic as to how you're approaching your training and physical health. Along those lines is now's not the time to drastically increase volume or drastically jump into a whole new type of training method that you haven't developed basics or fundamentals for. Now's the time to really stick to your fundamentals and your structure, what you know really well, and just keep doing those things to help to progress you forward. Also, the other thing is don't forget because a lot of us have more time now and we're staying at home. Take into account all of your daily activities, your overall lifestyle, and adjust things accordingly. Now, this might mean that if you typically work out for maybe 
I don't know, one to two hours every other day, then try to stick to that structure. You don't want to be working out two hours every single day, seven days a week. And before you know it, you're starting to get other issues that arise. And that's just, it's too much too quickly, even though you have more time. So just be smart with overall volume. Your other activities too, if you're usually at your office job and not doing as many things around the house, not doing yard work or something, and you do like three, four hours of yard work, that is physical activity. You know, you that's on top of any exercise or other things that you're doing. So just take everything into consideration because our all of our lifestyles are different in some regard at this point in time. So we just have to be smart about everything we're doing and adjust accordingly. The other thing too is that if you have more time and maybe you're at home, maybe you're sitting more than what you usually do on a weekly basis. So you might need to actually structure in times to move around, times for mobility, times to actually work out and be smart about how you're planning everything so that we do combat and counteract some of the negative effects of maybe being a little bit more sedentary than what we usually are. I know for myself, I've been working on other things, but still yet on a daily basis, this is a little less movement than what I probably do when I'm demonstrating, working on clients and all of those kind of things. So it's making sure that I do things to help my body to keep moving, keep healthy, and just incorporating the things that I might need during these times. Okay, so the real thing that I want to dive into today is with the workouts. I'm seeing a lot of things online. Um, Some things are actually really good. I, I commend them for putting out this kind of content. And some things, of course, are, uh, it's okay. And other things, it's like, you're getting creative, but we really don't need to get this creative during this time. I don't know if it's just um, to spark some interest in your content or whatever it is, but just be very aware that not everything that you see out there is smart to try for a workout. So during this kind of time, I think this goes back to the basis of how we train in the US, I would say, and what society has come with with training. And my perspective, and this is this is of course just my opinion, is that a lot of times the only way that we know how to train is by increasing the resistance and the load. And it's kind of this approach that it becomes people start to focus on quantity over quality or they're just in this mindset that a more is better, more is better. So if I don't have more weights or more resistance, then how can I keep continuing to train? And what I'm going to say is that that's not a bad approach. Like to build strength, that's something very useful. But just because you build strength, that doesn't mean that you're approaching strength and conditioning from a well-rounded perspective. You're missing other variables that need to be incorporated into your training program. And now is the time to incorporate it because a lot of us don't have access to just getting more weights or more resistance. And you don't need all of these machines to create a very smart and very productive workout. So let's let's talk about this a little further. So resistance, that's only one variable that I look at for movement or strength and conditioning. And there's so many other variables that really make a difference with how functional you are, how, how you're still developing strength, but it translates into all of your other activities too. So let's go over some of the variables that I am always thinking about when I'm developing my exercise programs and also helping people to perform better. So one thing that we kind of forget sometimes is just overall duration. Now, I'm not talking about that you got to do 
10 times as much because we don't have the same resistance. Duration is just anything with the total workout per exercise. A lot of things that I do in the clinic is I play around with time under tension and long duration isometrics or long duration types of methodics or movements that really challenge your neuromuscular system, challenges your nervous system to communicate to the muscles, but also challenges all of your muscle fibers, your energy systems. And that's one thing that you can focus on is if you focus on doing slower movements or longer movements, holds, other types of things that keep the muscle consistently working, that might be a way to train smart and still get all of the strength benefits that you do when you start to do your weights and things like that. The second thing is how do you rest? Your rest intervals, rest times, that's a big one simply by adjusting the rest times in your workout and that can change the whole dynamic and feel of your workout. So think about that because now we don't have as much resistance is what I'm guessing. You can play around with the rest times. Try to make it really short. Try to make the work ratio one-to-one. Maybe even try to make it like a Tabata high-intensity interval training style where it's 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. And you're getting a whole different type of effect on your body and you're going to adapt in different ways and still be able to build strength depending what types of exercises you're incorporating. The third thing, which I think is often an overlooked facet of training is speed. Now, what do I mean by speed? Not not you trying to go faster in your workout. That's the rest interval time. But speed in regards to how fast are you able to do or execute that movement. And people that have trained at Performance Rehab Ortho are with me. Obviously, we go through this speed continuum where we do everything from isometrics to plyometrics, where it's like our altitude drops, our, our depth jumps, our rebounds. But if you go through a movement with a different type of speed and explosive focus, that changes how your body is going to respond and adapt to that stimulus. So speed is something that you can target during these times because you don't need to increase the weight. You can just keep your body weight or whatever dumbbell or light resistance you have and try to incorporate that speed component. And the second thing with the speed is that just be smart about it because you're Muscles have to be able to respond at that speed. If your muscles can't respond at that speed, then that's when you're going to get hurt or get injured. And that's not what you want. So you want to train and develop that speed component so that you can take the same exercises that you usually do under load, let's say like a squat, and you can turn that into like a plyometric or like a landing deceleration type of exercise. And you're really just altered the speed, how quickly you got to execute that movement. And it's challenging your muscles in different ways. And this is another facet that you can incorporate into this time, maybe into some of your workouts, part of your workouts, or even one full workout. Maybe the emphasis is going to be to start to focus on that speed and power component a little bit more. The next variable that I want to talk about is exercise programming. Now more than ever, and this is how I program all of my body weight exercises, my strength and conditioning exercises, the order that you do these exercises, that is very important. If you rearrange certain things, it's going to have a completely different effect on that person, but also between person to person. So the exercise programming and exercise order That's a big component. You want to play around with that and challenge your body in different ways, but of course, still focus on the quality. Now's the time, maybe the things that are difficult for you, the weaknesses, 
maybe that's either from a strength standpoint, from a neuromuscular standpoint, from a nervous system recruiting firing standpoint, whatever is that weakness of yours, maybe that's what you throw at the beginning of your program so that you can really get better at these things and make the most out of this downtime. Because when you do some of these corrective exercises or some of these movements that translate into your regular exercise routine, that's what's going to pay dividends down the road and that's what we want to focus on especially now when we don't have access to all of our normal exercise equipment so just pay attention to the exercise programming also with that let's say you're focusing on strength maybe it's throwing in some different varieties all back to back and that's really going to target your muscles in ways that cater to your normal routine Or in a different way, maybe it's developing some endurance or cardiovascular adaptations during exercise now. So it's playing around with all of the different types of exercises, full body exercises, alternating upper body, lower body. There's so many things with exercise programming that you can do to change the overall effect of how you're exercising. And that's a big component. We don't want to just be doing anything slapped together because this is all we have. You still want to be systematic with your exercise programming. Make sure that you're training everything in balance. Make sure it's catering to your body and your activities. And that's really what's going to help you get good workouts and keep progressing forward during this time. And the last variable that I want to go over is that, again, we don't need to increase the resistance or the load. We can make movements require more coordination, maybe require more compound movement patterns, full body movement patterns. And let's say you do have light weights at home. Like even if you have a 15 or 20 pound dumbbell, you know, a lot of times we get stuck with that. Like, well, I usually lift way more than that. But honestly, you can do a ton of things with a 20 pound dumbbell. No matter how strong you are, I can develop something that you have been doing that is getting the same muscle groups working and you don't need any more than that. And that's where you might be creating a different type of exercise or focus that makes that lighter weight still very challenging. And there's so many ways that you can combine that with the other variables, right? Think about rest and interval times, the speed of movement, the order of the exercises that you're doing in, the duration of how much time your muscle is under tension but also the duration of how long you're doing the exercise so you can think of all of these other components beyond just the resistance and how can you create a program and create that structure that is still going to keep you on the right track so to tie this into everything else that you've been doing i just want to suggest that remember your structure of your activities so whatever it is that you do for exercise and movement on a normal basis whether that's sports or going to exercise class think of the structure of how that class or that practice is formatted in and try to maintain somewhat consistency like is there a certain warm-up that you guys always do are there certain key fundamental exercises that you always do at every single thing because those are probably the big important things that you should focus on and keep practicing those all of that structure of practices uh, exercise classes they're all made like that for a reason is because it's pretty effective for the most part so You want to maintain that structure, especially during this time when things are not your normal routine. And now more than ever, since we don't have access to our normal routine and access to our one-to-one instruction and classes, now's the time to learn more about exercises. 
and really start to understand how to take care of your body, how to exercise, how to do things properly, because that will help and benefit you even when you go back to your activities and you get that instruction and guidance. You'll be a lot more receptive to learning even more in depth because now you've taken some time to figure out, oh, what areas do I need to focus on? Overall, these are just some of my general thoughts as to how to make your home exercises very effective, especially when we don't have access to our normal equipment and resources. I've also been trying to work on creating more content for these type of situations where you can't actually work with someone face to face and you have to do more virtual training. So stay tuned for that. I will keep everyone updated. I'm working on a lot of online courses, a lot of ways to provide high quality exercise instruction, exercise programming to anybody that might be interested in doing some home workouts and still working towards their specific goals. I'm looking forward to getting all of this stuff off the ground very soon. And if you want to learn more, just stay tuned. I will be sure to inform people on this podcast, but you can also check out my website, hnlmovement.com. And on my website, there's a place to sign up for my email list. And I will start to send out way more updates through email. I'll give tips and I will also give exclusive content that only my email subscribers can get access to. So it's something that I'm trying to create a lot of high quality content and information that will help everyone in the future. Stay healthy. I encourage everyone to train smart during this time and push yourself within reason. You don't want to do anything too drastic, too quick. You want to be progressive with your training even during these times. And I mean, that's really what's going to help you to achieve more and perform better. Overall, I encourage everyone to take care and spend good quality time at home with your family and just try to practice social distancing. You can still be in touch virtually with everyone that you're checking up on and talking to. And we are all going to get through this together. I I hope it's sooner than later. We just got to keep up all of the great work. I will be back next week with a great episode. I can't wait to release that one. So stay tuned for more and check out any of my content. If you ever have any questions, of course, please let me know and reach out to me. But take care, everybody. Aloha. Aloha.